Today we begin our review of the book of Genesis as we see the great hope for blessing through the promised seed. God is working a plan to bless the world on The Bible Brief. Blessing. Blessing is one of the great themes of the Bible story. There is a thread that begins in the first pages of the Bible and extends all the way to the final page, where we find the blessed ones in a recreated earth, in a garden city, eating from the tree of life. Blessing essentially encapsulates the trajectory of the Bible story. There's the initial blessing, followed by the entrance of sin and death into the world, and then the remaining pages of the Bible are all about the extension of that initial blessing. God wants to bless, and He will bless, all the nations of the world. In the book of Genesis, the whole creation story begins with blessing as God blessed the whole world. First, He blessed all the creatures that He made, and then He blesses Adam and Eve. It says this in Genesis 1:28, And God blessed them. And he said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We saw further blessing after the great flood, when God again blessed Noah and his family, reiterating to them that they should be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. But after these initial blessings to the heads of the original humanity and the post-flood humanity, we begin to see the development of a specific family line that will be blessed, who will in turn bless all the nations of the world. We know that God's scope of blessing is wide, encompassing the whole world, but God's means are narrow. He's going to use a seed, a single seed, to bless the nations. We discovered that this line of the promised seed began with Eve, then through her third son Seth, all the way down through Noah, then through Noah's son Shem, all the way down through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and finally through Jacob's son Judah. As this ancestral line continued to narrow, we also gained details concerning the functions of this long-expected seed. The first time we saw this seed was in the curse of the serpent, where we learned that as the seed of Eve, this man would defeat the serpent Satan with a crushing blow while suffering a blow himself. Remember, we read this in Genesis 3, verse 15. As God curses the serpent, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Based on this promise, we begin expecting a particular male seed of the woman to defeat the serpent once and for all. And this particular seed will pop up in the context of an ongoing conflict between the woman's offspring of promise and the serpent's offspring of evil. A conflict we saw begin to play out with the next generation, where Cain, the brother who was of the evil one, killed his younger righteous brother Abel. The seed of the serpent struck the first blow in a long battle that rages through the Bible. The next time we saw this seed pop up, was in Noah's blessing and cursing of his offspring. In the passage where he curses his grandson Canaan to servitude, we also saw his blessing of his son Shem. Noah's son Shem would be the son through whom God would continue to work his promises. 
And that's nowhere more apparent than when the great man of faith, a descendant of Shem, is called out of a land of idolatry to a land that God would show him. In Genesis 12, we read that initial call of God. He said, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldeans to the land of Canaan and began to give additional shape to the outworkings of his promise. And he does this by making more promises. From Genesis 12 through Genesis 22, we see promise after promise, all wrapped together in a covenant that we call the Abrahamic covenant. You remember this covenant that God made with Abraham that can be summarized by three words, land, seed, and blessing. The land of Canaan, seed or offspring in abundance, and blessing to all the nations of the world through a particular seed of Abraham. These important promises become the bedrock of much of the rest of the Bible story, and it's through the Abrahamic covenant that we begin to see the purpose and feature of the nation of Israel and God's plan. As these promises are continuing to be affirmed to Abraham, we saw the next narrowing of the line of the seed, as God specifically tells Abraham that his covenant will pass not through Abraham's firstborn Ishmael, but through the promised son, Isaac. And this theme continued with the next generation too, as the younger son, Jacob, is chosen over the older son, Esau. Remember, in that case, we saw that not only was Jacob chosen, but also that the nation that would come from him was chosen. God had said to Isaac's wife, Rebekah, while her sons were still in the womb, that, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. We explored next how this was indeed the case in the lives of the two brothers. Jacob gained the birthright of Esau, because Esau did not value it as he should have. And then Jacob gained the blessing of the firstborn when he deceived his blind father Isaac into blessing him instead of his brother Esau. Jacob the struggler was also Jacob the blessed, and not because of his struggle, but in spite of it. God had chosen Jacob and chosen that the Abrahamic covenant of land, seed, and blessing would pass through the family line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But that's where the narrowing of the Abrahamic covenant as a whole stopped. The Abrahamic covenant would be for the nation that came from Jacob. It would be these people who had the rights to the land of Canaan. It would be these people that God would bless with seed and abundance. And it would be through these people that God would bless all the nations of the world. And yet, as the covenant as a whole stopped narrowing in scope, a portion of it continued to narrow. This particular male seed of Eve and of Abraham, who would defeat the serpent, defeat his enemies, and bless all the nations of the world, received a final identifying sign as Genesis began to wrap to a close. It would be through one of the twelve sons of Jacob, one of the twelve tribes of Israel, that this seed would come, and he would be the king of Israel, ultimately the king of the world. Genesis began with one family, and although it expanded to many nations, 
the locus of the main promise still remained on one family. It would be among the offspring of Judah that the kings of Israel would come. And this kingship would ultimately culminate in the arrival of a king to whom the kingship truly belongs. This long-promised seed would defeat his enemies and rule the world as king. The book of Genesis is forward-looking. It's looking for the Israelites to gain the land long promised to Abraham and to his offspring. It's looking for the small band of 70 people in Jacob's family to multiply into an abundance. But most of all, it's looking for that seed, that seed promised since the very beginning. Because it's through that seed that evil will be given its death blow. Because it's through that seed that every nation of the world will be blessed. Have you learned something valuable from the Bible brief? Have you found yourself saying, oh, now I see how these stories are connected? Or, huh, I didn't realize that was so important. Well, if you've learned something, can you join the cause by spreading the word about the Bible brief podcast? There are three specific ways that you can join us in helping the world learn the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Number one, leave us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'd love to hear how you found the show, what you love about the show, and what you found most impactful and what you've learned so far. These reviews can help people have confidence that when they turn on the show, they'll learn something valuable. So remember, do those reviews in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're up for it, both places. Number two, share the show with two or three friends via text. It's amazing how many people have found the Bible brief because of a quick recommendation from a friend. And you could be the reason your friends learn the Bible in a whole new way. It's as easy as a quick text. Finally, number three, take our survey. It will take you about four minutes, and it will help us so much as we work to bring you the best content that we can. It's less than 20 questions, and you can do it right on your phone. The link for the survey is in the show notes. So will you join us as we help the world learn the Bible? And will you help us grow this show? Review the Bible brief on your podcast player. Share the show and take our listener survey. Thank you for partnering with the Bible Literacy Foundation and the Bible Brief Podcast. Join us next time as we review the people in the book of Genesis. People who will serve as the foundation for the rest of the Bible story. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023.